Hi, this is Alana. Thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. We have taken a few weeks off. Our family was in the middle of a move and are settling back in now. Lots of fun things coming up. What I want to share with you for the next couple episodes are some podcast episodes I recorded with my husband, Scott, for our Level Up Personal Development Podcast. And in these episodes, we're talking about the four different MBTI personality pairs. And this is going to serve as kind of a teaser for a webinar that will be at the end of this coming week. So I hope you can join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020, for a free author training on how to write compelling characters using what we know about the MBTI personality profiling tools. So you can check this out and sign up at courses.alanaterry.com slash webinar. And I hope you enjoy our discussion about the MBTI personality pairs. So here we are again looking at uh, the Myers-Briggs type indicator and how this assessment can help us kind of get a feel for how our personality works. Mm -hmm. And again, I just want to say that this, this doesn't, it's not intended to put you into a box. It's not intended to assess any sort of mental health capacity. It's not not intended to do any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. Simply what what it's simply intended to do is give us a feel for how we work. And so we've talked about the first three preference pairs, whether you are a an extrovert or an introvert, whether you're... See, that's funny because I would say an introvert or an extrovert. Yeah, but that's wrong because <laughs> I'm an extrovert and so I start with mine. It's the E-I. It could be I-E, but introverts, I don't... I, don't I before it. E. There we Except go. Except after C. There's no C in Myers-Briggs. There isn't. Yeah. No, okay. All right. From yeah. here on out, it shall be known as introverts versus extroverts. No, I before E. No, anyway, <laughs> so we talked about... Introverts and extroverts, we talked about Why sensing. introverts are better. Yeah, there is no better. <laughs> but we've got to be clear all on right, this. For all, all right. of our listeners, there isn't a better or a worse. It just is what it is. We are who we are, whether you are a sensor or an intuitor. I'm just going to change the okay boomer. I'm just going to start looking at you and saying, okay, sensor. Yeah, that's probably a pretty good <laughs> idea. No, it's, it's actually, you know, I, well, yeah. I I just spent this week uh, doing a a huge, uh, well, huge for me, uh, workshop uh, for Myers-Briggs with actually a a team within my company, and we talked a lot about this. So all this stuff is kind of fresh and Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. new, not new, but fresh and kind of exuberant in my brain. Yeah, yeah. So we did talk about how important it is to to realize that there isn't one that's better or worse and, Mm -hmm. and things like that. You know, we get into the sensing and intuiting and how intuitors, which I just don't understand. Like, that's the one, the one of these that I cannot wrap my brain hmm. around Interesting. is is how you as an intuitor operate. Well, and, you know, I think by definition, intuition is pretty hard to define. It is, yeah. You it's know? like nailing jello to a wall. It's just <laughs> right. a, a difficult concept. Yeah, yeah. And so for me, who likes things concrete, mm-hmm. likes things that I can use sensually, whether mm-hmm. it's taste, touch, right. hearing, whatever... It is important to, to for me to be able to see that. And so yeah. I look at N and I'm like, what? <laughs> like yeah. this, That's the one that I don't personally understand. I mean, I can mm-hmm. look at how it's supposed to work and, you know, give all these, you know, 
little quotes and things like that. Right, right. But it doesn't really kind of fit in, in my brain. Hmm. Um, I would say the harder one for me to wrap my brain around is the thinker. You really? know, like how to just turn off emotions when making yeah. a decision. Like that's that's a foreign concept. Which is, yeah, and, and I can understand feelers. It's different mm-hmm. for me, but... You know, as a thinker, like emotion, I try not to let emotion come into a decision. Yeah. Because it has such a, a you know, <laughs> in my understanding, it has such a different effect it's just, on yeah, the decision. It's not how you do it, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but today we're going to talk about. So we've talked about how we both gain and and use energy in the world. We've talked about how we gain information in terms of sensing or intuition. We've talked about how we make decisions once we gain that information. And today we're going to talk about how we uh, direct our life based on those decisions. And we have two, one more preference pair with, with two preferences. One is either a J for judger or a P for perceiver. Now, I want to be clear. A judger does not mean you're judgmental. Let's just go ahead and say that these are the worst named pairs ever. And Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. They go all the way back to Carl Jung. Yeah. And, you know, I think he had a, you know, it was, wasn't was even written in English. I know. I was going to say maybe in, what was he, German? Uh, Swiss. Swiss, maybe. And, yeah, maybe it made more sense when he named him. But, and, you know, I think a hundred years ago it would have maybe made more sense maybe. too. But a judger is not judgmental. That's yeah. not what we're talking about. Really, it's kind of they, they judge their circumstances and then act on that through a very set, uh, very predictable way of doing things. So let me tell you my layman's definition of JNP, and you tell me if I'm right or if there's more to it. In my understanding, the J is just a person who's very organized and structured, and they make their to-do lists, and they keep their life kind of tidy, whereas the P is spontaneous, maybe a little more cluttered, maybe a little more messy. More you know, fly by the seat of your pants. It's interesting, you know, messy and cluttered can have a very different feel, a d- different understanding for people. Okay. But so, uh, so a J, I think they make their lists and they follow their lists. Mm-hmm. A P, in fact, most of the P's that I've talked to, we make lists and then we never look at it again. So, like, is making a list because you feel like you're supposed to? Yes. Or does, okay. Yeah, so, so you're if, if I go into work, like, I'll make a yeah. list of things I'm going to do, and then I'll, I'll never look at it again. And I, every once in a while, I'm you know going through my desk and picking things off, going, oh, wait, that was a list I made three weeks ago, and I didn't do this thing, because I never looked at it. Interesting. You know, something yeah. else came up. So, you know, I kind of look at it as, you know, following the yellow brick road mm-hmm. is, you know, you're, you're going very specifically kind of blo- mm-hmm. brick by brick, block right. by block. No. And that's what, what Dorothy was doing as to mm-hmm. where a, a perceiver might stop and smell the roses and then tip throw, mm-hmm. tiptoe through the tulips and mm-hmm. backtrack a little bit. And maybe and take a nap in the poppies. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a good thing, though. Oh, um, not supposed to sniff the poppies. No, no, not, no, not poppies. <laughs> But we're just going to find a different way. So ultimately, we're going to arrive at the same destination, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but we're going to find a different way of doing that. And that can actually cause an awful lot of frustration, especially in a team setting. Mm -hmm. So think back to those grand college days. Did you ever have a group project? Mm -hmm. And in that group project, everybody splits up and says, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and yada, 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 right? Well, if you're a J and you go through and you do your six things that you need to do for the group project... And the P knows that they have six things to do, but you've done your stuff in the first day mm-hmm. because that's the way you are. You say, yeah. this is what I have to do. You go A Just to B to C yeah. to D. The P is like, well, I might get to it eventually, and eventually it'll get done. Mm-hmm. But you as the J are waiting for the P yeah, because the P is like, you know, 
I don't have a deadline yet. And then I, as the J, just do the peace job and grumble. <laughs> and, and, yeah, and, and that's where that's actually where we have to be really careful because mm-hmm. it's not going to be good for you and it's not going to be good for the P. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about it in this way. So I took a college class way, way, way back in the well, you're the, old. the late nineties. So this was like ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I was taking a college class, and it was in Utah. And it was a theater class. It was intro to theater. I kind of grew up in the theater. My mom was a theater junkie. And I took this theater class, and the professor stood up on the first day, gave us our syllabus, and and we had to read, I think it was six plays in six different genres. And then we had to see three plays from three different genres. And he said, this is your assignment. He explained that we had to do this, and we had to write this response paper with these questions. And, And he said, you can turn it in at any time. There is no due date except for the last day of class. And he said, I guarantee you, 80% of you will do this in the last two days. So there are the J's who are you mm-hmm. who are going to look at this. And you're probably going to, to look at your schedule. And you're going to schedule in on Monday from 2 to 4, I'm going to read a Shakespeare play. And on uh, Tuesday from 3 to 6, I'm going to read a uh, G.B. Shaw play. And you're gonna, you're just gonna go down just, the list yeah, and make sure it's all done. Mm-hmm. And then a- after two weeks, you've got it all done. You've got your papers written. You've got them turned in. Mm-hmm. You never have to think about them again. Yeah. Now I'm a perceiver, and as a perceiver, I am driven by the deadline. I actually get yeah. kind of an adrenaline rush. This has to be done now, so I'm gonna do it. Mm-hmm. And I was that that kid, and I was a kid that was sitting there at one o'clock in the morning. Finishing reading up, you know, oh, dad, poor dad, mama's hung you in the closet, and I'm feeling so sad, which is the proper title of a play, an avant-garde play. I was reading that play, two o'clock in the morning, finishing it up the day before it was due. Mm -hmm. And I got it done. I got all my plays read. I got all my plays watched. Those I had to actually watch in the week, you know, kind of leading up to it. But, you know, I did it all. Mm-hmm. Turned it in. I got an A on it. It was fantastic. Yay! Everybody was happy. Mm-hmm. But I was very much deadline driven. Right. And that's, I think, the way that I look at it is a J is kind of an early starter. A mm-hmm. P may tend to be more deadline driven. Right. And it works for us. So you can say a P is prone to procrastinate. But I don't look at it as procrastination. Oh, I, see I, I think when, when, mm-hmm. when we think about that, I think a J who waits. Would be a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. A P is just filling. It's doing whatever is due right now, and all those things Got just it. kind of pile up. Mm-hmm. So it's not that I'm procrastinating. Mm-hmm. It's just I have other stuff to do. Makes sense. And when it's time to do this, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Uh, one of the the exercises we go through is by saying, okay, all the J's are on one side and all the P's are on one side, and now you you've been given a task by your boss to complete. You've been given thirty days to complete it. You know it'll take you ten days to do. How do you proceed? And the P's are all like, well, you know, I'm going to think about it and just kind of ruminate on it for a couple of days, maybe a mm-hmm. couple of weeks, and then I might get started on the research. The J's, when I was actually, when I was doing my certification for this, it was funny. All the J's were saying, well, the first thing first is that we really don't have 30 days to complete it. We have 20 days to complete it because they wanted that last 10 days in case something went wrong. Mm-hmm. So they were going to get it done early. Right. And then they were going to go through their their very specific list. This is point A, this is point mm-hmm. B, and they're going to go down that list, check off all the boxes. Yeah. The P's are like, yeah, you know, 
Finally, after about 15 days, we might start to get it done, and then we'll take a little break, and then we'll do a little more. And really, in the last three days is where we're going to do our best work, and we're going to get it done because we're very adrenaline-driven. We're very... we're driven by those deadlines. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I think, the big difference between a J and a P is how a deadline is understood. That makes sense. And that can have far-reaching effects in a family. That can have far-reaching effects in work, in a spiritual life, in a social life. Whatever it is that we're doing, it just gives us kind of a feel for how we're going to get there. I might take a few extra steps. I might backtrack, I might go up and down off the path. Mm-hmm. You as a J, you're going to very very much follow right down the path. This is exactly what you're going to do, how you're going to do it, and when you're mm-hmm. going to do it. Mm-hmm. So just a very different, I think, overall feel for it. Right. But I think it can add, add some excitement. You just have to be able to understand that. Mm-hmm. So for those of us who, for those of you who are listening, one of the things that you know really comes out is that being a P does not give me the right to not do my job the way it's supposed to be done. Yeah. Just because I'm a perceiver and I can say, well, I just, you know, I wait until the last minute. My boss can can really look at me and say, that's not acceptable here. Right. You have to do it differently. Mm -hmm. The other side is that a J, you might have to have a little bit more grace for people who are going to do it differently than you. And realize they're still going to do it. Mm -hmm. It's just going to look different sense and And even grace to yourself you know I know that's why for me being so disciplined about my time off is so important Mm -hmm. because otherwise I know I would just work myself too hard it can be I think a a real challenge for people I think Mm -hmm. Jay's you know they're that type a hard charging personality which you know is really good and really important in certain Mm -hmm. places um, but there are times where you just have to be a little bit more laissez-faire about it. Yeah, and times, you know, socially where it's really nice to be spontaneous. Yeah. <laughs> and I like spontaneity. I also like to have some sort of plan. Mm-hmm. But I would actually rather, and this is interesting, I would rather spontaneity, spontaneously <laughs> come home from work and say, hey, let's go out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Then plan. Hmm. Two days in advance, we're going to go out to dinner on Thursday night. Why do you think that is? I think it's because I don't like to be tied down to a to plan. To a schedule. Mm-hmm. So if I get home from work and I'm like, I just want to sit at home. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to be like, well, we have to go out. That's why I think yeah. regularly scheduled home groups or whatever it is are a little bit harder for me. Mm-hmm. I don't mind doing them. Right. But it's really hard sometimes. When I'm like, oh well, I just want to, you know. Sit at home. Yeah. But I don't have a problem coming home going, hey, boys, let's go to the comic book store. Right. You know, that's just, that's fun for me, but it's Mm -hmm. been spontaneously planned. That's interesting. Neither, so I feel like with the first three pairs we talked about, we're opposite on all four of them. Uh Uh-huh. But for the first three, I think we're both pretty classic. Uh Uh-huh. And with the J and the P, we have a couple flip-flops. Yeah. You know, because I think I'm I'm definitely a J and I am organized. I'm, you know, I don't like to procrastinate. I like to get things done. But I'm also very creative and that's the inside plus my job, yeah. you know, as a novelist. And so, you know, if I'm I'm kind of tied to the muse, you know, if I'm not able to write, I'm not able to write. I can't I'm very disciplined in my work time, but it, you know, I can't I don't know what I'm trying to say. I, I sometimes act like what a P would look like. I, I have mm-hmm. seen that just as we've worked. I think you can kind of flip from thing to thing sometimes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which doesn't 
resemble a classic J. Right. Where right. you've got, you know, everything has its place and you just kind of run down each mm-hmm. process. There are certain things where I'm absolutely a J. Mm-hmm. And then there are other things where, yeah, I, I don't want to be totally tied down. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yeah, like with you and the spontaneity. Well, I guess that's more of a That's more classic P. P. But there but are you know, some you, things that, you, you know, like... When you don't like to, when plans change. Exactly. Is that what you were going to yep. say? Yeah. When it comes to plans changing or even being late. Oh, you right. Know, I hate being late. Yeah. And like, you would think that as a J, I would be the one who, like, you got to stick to the schedule. Yep. And yeah. really, I'm the one, I'm like, I've gotten to the point where we've come up with the phrase, like, I want wheels rolling at 9 o'clock. Which has become your cue for, you know, starting to get ready at 8.45. Because mm-hmm. it used to be, you say, I want to go at 9. And in my mind, at 9, I say, okay, kids, let's get ready to go. Which, you know, takes several minutes yeah. or longer. you got to find <laughs> shoes. you got to, you know, tie yeah. shoes. you got to put mm-hmm. dogs away. And I'm like, no, I want our wheels rolling at 9. Because yeah. I don't want to be leaving at 9.07. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I want to be leaving at 9. And and usually as a P, it'd be a little bit more open to be like, eh, you know, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. It's interesting. That's the, yeah, that's the dog, if you can hear that. She's, she's a pea. <laughs> she's a mutt. She's um, not tied to any schedule. <laughs> no, yeah. We love her, though. She's, she's a cutie. Maybe you should put a picture of the dog on a, on That'd the, be fun. Yeah. She's cuter than, than me, that's for sure. That is absolutely true. Yeah. So, you know, PJ, everybody's going to have things that, that kind of fit inside and outside of preference. Right. And I think it's really going to just vary. And one of the nice things about the Myers-Briggs type indicator is if you actually go through it and do a full uh, step two, which is their longer questionnaire, they actually account for some of those things yeah. through the, the different facets of your preferences which is really eye-opening it's a Mm -hmm. vastly different overall feel yeah Um, because you can get your four-letter preferences but then you you can really dig into it with the step two and say Mm -hmm. you know why is scott a home-bodied introvert well or Mm home-bodied extrovert well the fact is that i score i score really high on the intimacy questions where i like Mm -hmm. to be in an intimate group with Mm -hmm. one or two other people Mm -hmm. and Everything else I score high as an extrovert. So that's uh-huh. the one thing that just kind yeah. of is out of preference. And mm-hmm. you see that in all of them. You're going to have right. some that are in, some that are out of preference, mm-hmm. and some that are midline. And it helps to kind of explain those things a yeah. little bit better. You know, talking about just the JNP and how it sort of ties into work ethic. If you wanted to go back and listen to our episode on the four tendencies of motivation, I think it's pretty similar. You know, whether you're driven by deadlines or driven by self-imposed deadlines or driven by other people's expectations, I think those play pretty well into yeah. that same kind of thing. Yeah, and, and all of these different things kind of come from the same place. They're yeah. just different tools to have in your toolbox mm-hmm. to help understand how we tick and why yeah. we do things. It just it sheds light mm-hmm. on an otherwise maybe dim reality. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of is is the Myers-Briggs in a nutshell. We've gone through how we direct and receive uh, energy, and we've gone through how we take in information, we've gone through how we use that information to make decisions, and then we've gone through kind of how we operate just with the world around us. Do we operate in a very kind of J straight line method, or do we operate in more of a zigzag up and down, back and forth P method? And everybody's Mm -hmm. got their strengths, everybody's got their weaknesses, 
None of these are better or worse than the other. They're simply ways that we operate. Just like, you know, reaching for a pen to sign your name. Do you do it with your left hand or your right hand? They're kind of inborn things that are what we are. And yes, over time, I think we can start to notice things differently. Mm -hmm. Jung would say that they never actually change, that we've always been one or the other, but we've habituated based on work requirements, life requirements to Mm -hmm. kind of allow things to do more. Yeah. But in reality, Jung would say that we stay one or the other. Personally, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not Carl Jung. I don't know if I would agree with that. I think there's some variation over time just as life situations change. Mm-hmm. But, sure. you know, what it does is it just gives us a, a glimpse into how we operate and why things go the way they do. And then we can make decisions from that point on, you know, kind of what the next steps are going to be. Mm-hmm. I thought it might be kind of fun for a recap to real briefly, and let me know if you think this is going to take too long and maybe we can do it in another episode. But I thought it might be fun to have us each go through like what we love most about being each pair and then like what we struggle most with. Do you, do you oh, know what I okay. mean? Okay, sure. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be just a, a fun way to sort of recap. So like introversion extroversion i'm the introvert of the family (laughs) or of the of the marriage yeah i think what i love about it is like really you're never bored (laughs) you know (laughs) unless you forget your journal i did that today like oh yeah i had to take my one of our kids to an appointment and forgot my journal but even so i managed to just you know get lost in some daydream so i think that's what i love most about being an introvert and i think as an extrovert I, i really do love people and I love being able to, to be involved in people's lives. But as I get older, it's uh, a little bit easier for me to get peopled out, mm-hmm. you know, and want to be alone. So, yeah. But I do like being able to be energized from things outside. And I, I, in some ways, I'm almost afraid of being alone with my thoughts just because uh-huh. I do get bored. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, you know, one thing I love about being married to you as an extrovert is, you know, we just, we do things that otherwise we wouldn't, and it mm-hmm. makes life more fun. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the the really nice thing is that in our marriage, we have both sides. Yeah. And there are benefits to both sides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to be able to sometimes rely on your introversion as a in, in a couple, and it's nice to be able to rely on my extroversion as a couple. Oh, yeah. I mean, imagine if you had to be the stay-at-home parent for the past 14 nope. years. <laughs> <laughs> You want an introvert for that job. <laughs> well, not necessarily. But, you know, I remember when we had a baby in the hospital for a week, and I went a week without leaving the hospital, mm-hmm. you know. And, yeah, it was a really hard time for us because of what was going on medically. But the fact that I was cooped up for a week, that wasn't what made it hard, you know. Right. So, well, even this last week, you've been cooped up in the house. Yeah. And for me, I'm kind of like, oh. We get to slow down a little. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be chomping at the bit. Uh, yeah. Even a day sitting for six hours with nothing to do is uh-huh. really hard for me. Like, I'm, I'm constantly yeah. wanting to go What are we going to do? Yeah. 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 All right. What's next? N and... N and S. Yeah. What do you love most about being an S? I don't know that I can say that I love anything about being an S. It just well, is what I am. Best, I mean, what's, I, what's the strength Yeah, I think the strength is is that, you know, details are important, and I'm able to see those details. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in our marriage, if we don't see those details, we can really get lost. Mm -hmm. And that's nice to be able to kind of pull back your extreme end Mm -hmm. and say, let's Mm -hmm. look at the here and now before we start to get too far into the future. Yeah. And the opposite is... 
I don't know. I don't know where you're going. Well, <laughs> you as an N are able uh-huh. to draw us out into the future right. and outside of the box. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not an outside of the box thinker. I like mm-hmm. things very well positioned within my box. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you are very much not an inside the box thinker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, even some of the stuff we've talked about today is like, well, that's different than what we were talking about, you know, two weeks ago. And, and it's nice mm-hmm. to be able to say, well, yeah, there are other options yeah. that, that are very much outside of the box. Yeah. And I think for me, I just like the creative side of it, you know. Mm-hmm. I think being an I and an N is really fun because just, you know, daydreaming is really fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that, that sensors can't be creative. Uh-huh. Um, but for you, it very much is part of your creative creativity. Yeah, you know, always the what ifs. I've got, you know, anytime we see a movie, I can come up with five different ideas of, you know, different characters. And mm-hmm. for me, that's that's always fun to know, you know, I'm, I'm not really at risk of running out of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so what about uh, feeling and thinking? What do you like about being a feeler? You know, for me, maybe my answer to that is similar to your answer for sensing. It's like, well, that's just how I am. You know, uh-huh. I, I, it's the one where I can't even conceive of being another way. But I don't know. I guess I feel like as a mom, you know, I'm able to kind of key into what's going on with kids emotionally mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And I know that that's beneficial for them. I think as a thinker, it's really, I think as a thinker, it's really nice to be able to kind of separate myself from the emotional response. At work and, and stuff. At work especially, yeah. but not just at work, really just in anything, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. being able to look at it in, in my logic. And, and yeah. I admit my logic may be flawed, mm-hmm. but it still falls within my logic and I make decisions yeah. based on how things fit into my sense of, of logic, my sense of mm-hmm. right and wrong. And there's a lot sense. less emotional turmoil there. I don't have the turmoil because it, turmoil isn't part of the way I make decisions. Interesting. It's based yeah. just on whatever my logical response is. So you don't is. really agonize over decisions. Very rarely, no. Hmm. Yeah, and that's why I don't get excited over things. Yeah. You know, we've talked like, you know, you've asked me, are you getting excited about whatever's coming up? And I said, <laughs> I no. I don't get excited. I don't. It's, it, there's not an yeah. excitement. It's like, no, I, I'm logically, this is what needs to happen. Yeah. So I've changed it to, if you were the kind of person to get excited, <laughs> would you be excited about this? And then I say, I don't know, because I'm... <laughs> Excitement is illogical. <laughs> you know, and I'm not Mr. Spock, but you know, sometimes it feels that way. Like I uh-huh. just don't yeah. I don't look at the world through those lenses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what about P and J? You know, I feel like I've got a strong work ethic and I know that that comes from being the J. I can organize my time pretty well and you know, it serves me really well in the business, just organizing different projects. There have been times where I've been working on like four different books mm-hmm. in terms of like one's getting ready to get published and one's getting edited and one I'm writing and one I'm proofreading or something, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that takes quite a bit of organization. Yeah, and, and you do that mm-hmm. extremely well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really important for, for what you do. You yeah. know, you are... You know, you're the CEO of your mm-hmm. empire, yeah, yeah. and it's nice to have a CEO. I think most CEOs tend to fall within the J category uh-huh. because they have to be able to kind of go through Juggle step by step by step. Yeah, they got a lot of tasks. All mm-hmm. those different things come into play. Yeah. You know, as a P, I think it's nice because things are kind of exciting sometimes. Yeah. Well, and like I said before, that's what I love about being married to as a P. It's just there's more spontaneity. Yeah. And... Let's just go do this. Yeah. You know, we used to hey, let's let's drive an hour and a half in a blizzard to go get Chinese food, mm-hmm. and and we're not joking, listeners. We're talking about driving an hour and a half in 
40 mile an hour winds yeah. where it's over snowing a over a mountain pass where it's snowing two inches an hour. That's a blizzard. And we would do that. And only a pea would do that. But we did but it for it. Yeah. the Chinese food. And, that you know, it was like, yeah, I just kind of got an itch for Chinese food. So, hey, let's go get Chinese food. Oh, there's a blizzard. Well, we got snow tires on. Well, this is your S coming out. You did it for the food. I did it for the company. Because we always have good conversations on long car trips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, 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 you know, for the record, we lived beyond the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. We were on the very outskirts of nowhere. Mm -hmm. So it was nice to be able to get out and do something, yeah. you know, for my E. But it was very yeah. much a, a P thing to do. And that's just part of yeah. who we are, you know. And my, I almost, I used to think I had adult ADHD. Mm -hmm. And it's not that. I mean, really, it's just that I have a P personality. I am a perceiver. I kind of bounce around from idea to idea, from mm -hmm. task to task, based on whatever takes my fancy. Yeah. You know, it's not a, an attention deficit, and it's definitely not a hyperactivity thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just is, well, well, this is more important to me at the moment, so I'm going to do this. Yeah. And it, it can change, and, mm -hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, so that is the uh, Myers-Briggs type indicator. Yeah, it's been really fun doing this mini-series on the Myers-Briggs. Yeah, I, I agree. It's been enjoyable. All right, thanks for listening to the Successful Writer Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please remember to sign up if you're interested on more information about personality profiling and the MBTI and how to use this tool to write the most compelling characters possible for your novels. Join me on Friday, July 24th, 2020 for a free training on using the MBTI personality tools to write really engaging and realistic characters. You can sign up for free at courses.alanateria.com webinar. We'll talk to you soon.